Welcome to Tech in the Right Direction, the podcast. This week, I'll be speaking with Shannon Reedy. Shannon is the Chief Revenue Officer at Terakeet, the Fortune 500's preferred owner asset optimization partner for strengthening brand and consumer connections online. With a demonstrated history of leadership, data analysis, and results-driven business development, Shannon has helped Terakeet, as well as its global customers, achieve breakthrough performances. As CRO, Shannon guides Terakeet's company's growth and revenue-generating processes, including sales, marketing, and client success strategies, which have collectively driven 66% more revenue under her leadership. Welcome to the show, Shannon. I'm so excited to have you on. Thanks so much for having me, Jennifer. Great. Let's get started. So, Shannon, as a woman in tech, can you share with us your career journey and how you got to where you are today? I would love to. So to start, I I work for Terakeet. I'm the chief revenue officer at Terakeet. We are a connections company. So we help brands connect with their consumers. And we really use search insights to inform how to best connect with their consumers. And I met Terakeet about 14 years ago. Um, I was a senior at Syracuse University and attending, like most seniors do, the job fairs. I met Terakeet as a, a small startup company in Syracuse, which is also my hometown. And you know, back in 2009, when you found an interesting opportunity um, and, of course, a, a job after college, you really jumped for it. So I started at Terakeet the Monday after graduation. And mm-hmm. at the time, it was about eight to 10 people. It was a very small company. Um, and I, I just recognized this you know, kind of grit and pride and, and really being up to kind of something special in a small city and, and really not a tech hub, um, if, if you know anything about Syracuse. Mm-hmm. But it was a fantastic team and it was a really exciting opportunity. And over the years, we grew pretty quickly. Um, I believe in about two to three years, we grew up to almost 50 to 75 people. And as as the company continued to expand, the kind of demand for for some of those uh, leaders within the the company grew as well. And I was asked to take on our web analytics team and really represent our work and our value to our customers. And it was it was a bit scary because as a communications major in college, I took one stats class. So I I was kind of in unfamiliar territory, but I, I certainly leaned in. I taught myself web analytics and I taught myself a lot of, you know, kind of the best practices to really present value to customers and to really get into the details of return on investment um, and really the entirety of the value proposition. And, you know, within two to three years, we grew to over 100 people. Our portfolio expanded quite a bit. Um, myself is, is really the sole person on our web analytics team. I was a bit of a one-man show or a one-woman show, if you will. Um, wanted to kind of go back to my roots in communication. And I was able to start our account management and client engagement team. And that was back in about, I believe, t- 2014. So starting um, our account management team really allowed me to get closer to our customers 
and really allowed me to work with some of the world's leading brands. And again, really understanding how to best connect them with their audiences through how they appear and, and their footprint online and within um, the search landscape. So really, since 2014, it's almost been, you know, 10 years, I would say, working very closely with customers, growing our team internally and, and really focusing our organization to be client centric. Um, it's it's been exciting. It's been extremely challenging. Um, we are up to right around 400 employees today. Wow. And I've been in the chief revenue officer role for almost two years. Um, so I currently oversee our sales team, our marketing team, and our client success team. That's amazing. I love your growth and I love the work that you've done to kind of just lean in and learn everything that you need to do. And in tech, many of us have to do that because things change so fast. Even if you know something, uh, next week it's going to change. So you need to always be in that learning mindset. So good for you. That's great. I'm so excited that now 13 years later, you're still there and in a, in a C-level position. Yes, thank you. That's great. Yeah, great job. So as you know, women are leaving the workforce in droves right now. Why do you think that's happening? Yeah, and I, you know, I, I may be rare in my case because I, I've worked for, you know, the same organization for, mm -hmm. for many years. And from my perspective, you know, I, I've certainly seen women leave the workforce and, you know, certainly in cases around, you know, starting a family and, and companies not being able to accommodate the, mm -hmm. the really required balance of of having a family and, and having, you know, those those really uh, requirements and, and duties, if you will, and right. with with the pressures and the duties and the obligations and responsibilities of of their company. And from my perspective, I, I've been incredibly fortunate to work with an organization that has really met women where they're at in terms of how can we create a flexible work environment to allow our female employees, no matter where they are in the organization, if they're, you know, in the executive office or they're in an entry level position to drop their kids off at school in the morning or to pick them up from from daycare mm -hmm. at the end of the day. And to, to be completely honest, I've, I've hired so many women just in, in my tenure and, and really seeing the ability for women to thrive and to grow their careers all the while balancing and I you know it's so much easier said than done but all the while balancing just the the realities right of, of carrying kind of, um, of, of of both responsibilities whether it be your home life your personal life or your career and it's it's been really incredible to see just what that flexibility can can afford women specifically and, and I've seen you know, some of the hardest women that I know, I, I work so close to at Terakeet. And um, I, I really think that, you know, women leaving the workforce in droves really has a lot to do with that lack of flexibility. I would also say that I see that changing um, more broadly as I, I have seen kind of companies waking up to this reality and understanding that the contributions, the perspective, the differentiation and thought and just what women bring to the table 
is so needed and required. And I do see that flexibility increasing in companies outside of Terakeet. I love that Terakeet is doing all of that to give women that opportunity to be flexible because we find that you know, women's voice is still very, very important in the workplace because we have kind of a diverse um, perspective, a different way of thinking, more collaborative, more empathetic. And so we really need to have that voice within corporate America. And so happy to see that things are changing and people are realizing that their voice is just as important, but they need some flexibility. Absolutely. Yeah, that's great. And thank you for all that you're doing to make that happen, because those are, you know, great, great strides that you and your company have made to provide that flexibility for women. It means a lot. Yes. Yeah. Now, I know you talked about some ways for tech companies to be more inclusive. Are there any other thoughts on other ways that tech companies can do um, the more inclusive route rather than how they are today? Yes, I, you know, what I, I see is just the the sheer awareness of it is incredibly powerful within organizations to understand what your organization looks like, feels like, who's in, you know, the C-suite, who's in leadership roles, how can we encourage the diversity of of people that hold those positions and also the diversity of thought in in those conversations that are being had i think that's it's really powerful so just doing the work and being aware of what the landscape looks like within your company is is so incredibly important and i think the the benefits and the flexibility that you offer is of course um you know paramount and and also the learning opportunities there's incredible opportunities, whether it's conferences, speaking engagements, um, employee resource groups, um, Mm -hmm. of things like Mamas at Terakee, which is a Mm -hmm. resource group for the mothers that work at our organization. Um, So, and there's incredible opportunities like conferences and trainings and ways in which women and employees in general can really stretch themselves and challenge themselves and also allow them to kind of step out of their day to day. So I think that's incredibly important for for any organization to engage in, but it really starts with the awareness of who the organization is today, the makeup of the people of that organization and who they want to become, where they want to go to start to map what are really the required moves um, to be made to, to create a, a much more um, inclusive environment and one that that really empowers women to thrive and to be challenged and, and really advance their careers. Yeah, I love that. I love that your company actually gives women a voice, you know, so you have specific groups for mothers and um, then you provide, you know, speaking engagements and conferences and other things to help them grow in their careers as well, which is really, really great. I love I love all the things that you guys are doing. And I truly, truly, as a woman, appreciate what you're doing because we need more of this. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah. And, and you guys are really great about that. So in this male-dominated tech industry... Uh, you've come a long way. Have you felt that pressure anywhere along the way? And how have you kind of advanced your career? Yeah, it's a great question. I, 
you know, I, I grew up honestly at this organization. I started at the company. We we have two founders, um, both male, and I, I've been incredibly lucky to feel supported by both mm-hmm. of them and, and by my male coworkers. I I do think there's, you know, I, I think back to when they both approached me to create our web analytics team and just the amount of imposter syndrome that, <laughs> that I really mm-hmm. had uh-huh. meant. And, you know, I, I'm thinking all the way back to just my grades in math class way back when. <laughs> and understanding that, you know, I, I have come a long way since then. And if, if you know, my colleagues and my mentors believe in me, I, I should go for it. And mm-hmm. really just being, I guess, game to, to be a yes in those opportunities. And starting that web analytics team was, was certainly scary, but man, did I grow. <laughs> I grew yeah. like yeah. and challenging myself and teaching myself. And I think that really gave me the confidence, the courage, and really understanding the grit that it would take gender aside just to be successful in your career. So yeah. it it you know it, it probably indirectly answers your question. I, I'm you know lucky to have felt very supportive and encouraged mm-hmm. by my mentors, um, my my boss, you know, our president of the company today. Um, but it is the those moments that you think back to where you're like, you know, are they crazy? They want me to do this. Can mm-hmm. I do this? Mm-hmm. And those moments where you should just run fast and go for it because it's going to stretch you and it's going to be incredibly uh, informative and just showing you your potential. So, um, you know, it's 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 those moments that then gave me the power to say, okay, here's what I'm good at. Here's what I want to do more of and really catapulted me into creating that client success account management team at, at Terakey because I had those that kind of wind in my sails, if you will, um, from just the learning experience of, of stumbling a little bit and figuring it out as I went along. Yeah, what I hear is that what you've done to overcome any of the challenges that you've had is the confidence. You really believed in yourself, you told yourself you can do it, and then you figured out how to do it. And that, I think, is one of the areas that are definitely lacking in in women. We second-guess ourselves all the time. We're always saying, you know, am I good enough? And and instead of that, we need to build that confidence muscle and really push forward because I think that's going to get us to those levels that we want to be at. Yes, I I completely agree. And it's, you know, I hate the the phrase, fake it till you make it. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. But you have to sometimes. You have to, and it's more, you know, imperfection is the expectation. It's it's mm-hmm. never to be perfect. Right. And you will continuously be a work in progress. And I think that's, you know, I, I learned that. I had front row seats to, <laughs> to that show at Terakeet, just in the mm-hmm. fact that we were growing so fast and we continue to grow very quickly. And it is this, you know, constant cycle of calibration and, and learning and and understanding that you know everything that you've been through is is context and feedback to better inform where you're going. And you know, confidence certainly doesn't you know come easy to anyone, right? But it is all of that experience and feedback that that does really give you that 
extra push to to kind of try the next new thing or or to jump into the next challenge that's presented to you. Yeah, one of the things I learned is to build your confidence, it has to be the knowledge has to be yours, right? And if you build that knowledge, that confidence will come. Um, one time I had some uh, marketing person actually create a presentation for me. Uh, and I gave her all of the context around it because I was so busy. And it was not my best presentation. And I realized next time I've got to make it my own. I've got to do it so that when I'm speaking, it's me talking, not somebody else's voice, you know? So I think it's very important to build our own confidence muscle. Yes, it's it's so true. And, you know, I it, all you can do is, is be yourself. And it mm-hmm. sounds simple. We've all heard it a million times, but the more you try to become or be someone else, whether it's the way you're presenting, the way you're leading, the decisions that you're making, that the people can can see that, they can feel it so quickly. So yes. this idea of, of courage and, and really authenticity and, and realizing that you're in your role for a reason, no one else can do what you do, and, and you have the opportunity in that role and, and truly the obligation to hone those strengths, but also understand where the blind spots are or mm-hmm. you know where the the weaknesses if you will may be and and I've really you know learned that probably more so through the past I would say you know five to, to seven years in terms of the pressure of growth that Terakeet has, has really required me to hone in on on mm-hmm. I'm strongest and recruit and build the team around me for where you know, my blind spots are, or really where the needs of the organization are that I can't meet. Um, so I've, I love that part of, of my role in terms of, of course, coaching and developing talent, but also recruiting and really building that team of, of talent that, that can really feed into that confidence of the organization in, in the broader sense, um, but also really complete what we bring, right, to our customers. Yeah, no, so true. So Shannon, who inspires you and why? Oh, so many people. <laughs> <laughs> I, and, you know, and I'm thinking about, we, we have a, a wonderful mentorship program that mm-hmm. has been, I should know how many years it's been active, but, but several years. And, and really what the premise of this mentorship program is, is, is connecting individuals at the organization that would not typically cross paths. So my mentorship is is a is an SEO analyst at our organization. And I have learned so much from her in terms of resiliency, bravery. Um, and I'm always, you know, kind of attracted to character traits, right? And individuals that you surround yourself with and people you seek out. And and really kind of going after those individuals that show that grit, that resilience that idea of kind of being a yes and jumping in um, and, and bravery as, as if to kind of feed, right, and, and fill my my cup, if you will. Um, so many people inspire me, you know, the, the individuals that I work closest with at Terakeet, my family, of course, um, and my kids. I mean, talk mm-hmm. about confidence and bravery. They, mm-hmm. Right. They in, in spades. Um, so just, of course, in, encouraging them and continuing to encourage them um, but yeah, I, I am so fortunate to work with with really incredible people and, and talent. That's great. Now, um, 
tell me a little bit about how the match is made at the mentorship program. Do you know? Yeah, it's, I'm sure it's a bit of an art and science. Um, mm -hmm. What we do is, it's very intentional. Um, we have questionnaires that applicants to the program fill out and the questions really identify what as a mentor you're looking to get out of the program are you looking to make connections are you looking to learn about kind of new areas of the organization that you're less familiar with um, as a as a mentee you're filling out this kind of application and, and questionnaire with with what you're looking to get out of the program as well. So mm -hmm. the confidence, is it um, public speaking skills? Is it honing your craft? Um, mm. You know, there's, there's I think, upwards of 10 to 15 different kind of attributes and goals that we, you know, prompt our applicants with. And from that data, our amazing team that, that leads the mentorship program does the matchmaking from there mm -hmm. and you know so it's manually done not it through is. a system yeah, yeah that's great that's great um and you know the the mentorship program grows each year we have it and in this very remote world and turkey was never a remote company until you know COVID hit the connectivity of the organization has never been more important yeah. and strategies like the mentorship program has just done a beautiful job in in making those connections and, and really making connections between unassuming individuals within the organization people that like i said would have never crossed paths before so it, it's been very powerful in that sense and i love being a mentor teaches you so much people think it's only the mentee that gets the benefit and it's not yeah. The mentor, I mentor a couple women that are growing within their career and moving up the ladder. And I get so much. I learn so much from them. They learn a lot from me. And it's such a great relationship, you know, because we are focused on what we're looking to get out of the relationship and and providing those those key points to them, uh, both sides. So I think, you know, being a mentor is also just as important as finding the right mentor and being a mentee. It's it's so true. And, you know, just in, in my work with my mentee, no matter what role you have, where you sit in the organization, where you come from, the questions and the vulnerabilities and the challenges are so consistent. So mm -hmm. it's it's engaging in those conversations that you learn so much about, of course, the individual, and you learn so much about yourself as well. So I, I am so grateful for, um, for this program. That's great. Now, um, Shannon, what has been your biggest challenge and how have you overcome it? Can you think back to any one challenge? I know learning a whole new web analytics should have been a big challenge in itself. I don't know if that's the one or is there something else that comes to mind that says, wow, you know, now I think back, that was really tough, but I overcame it and this is how I did it. Yeah, it's, you know, there are peaks and valleys mm -hmm. in any organization and, and of course for any individual just in life in general. And, you know, I can think of the peaks and valleys and the, the challenges at Terakey in terms of the organization itself, the, the reality that, you know, very early on Terakey really got its, its name within the search engine optimization space. And if, if you know anything about SEO and about Google, it's 
that it changes often. So it does require you to be on, on the cutting edge of what you're bringing to market, how you're servicing customers, how you're driving impact, um, and, and really you know, making good promise on the, the connections that you're making for your customers. So, you know, I, I can think of, of many of the challenges from a product standpoint, from a how do we best serve our customers? How do we kind of bob and weave through all of these changes of the algorithm and always do what is right for the end consumer? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, certainly the the analytics, uh, you know, feet first was was certainly a challenge. Um, and of course, not to to be a bit cliche, but the COVID was a big challenge. I think we learned a lot about ourselves and taking a you know 200 person company, mostly located in Syracuse, New York, coming into the office mm-hmm. today to a completely remote company. And you know, I, I think for as as horrific as that time was for many people personally, Terakeet learned about just the our ability to expand and and to become a national brand and and to really see what we were capable of in terms of of really getting on you know the the national and and global stage if you will in terms of recruiting talent and scaling our team and and really getting in front of top tier brands um so so those those kind of moments i think when you're in them you never think you're going to get out of them Mm -hmm. and then you realize that that all things move forward and, and this too shall pass. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you learn you learn so much in in those challenges. And you know, personally, life is is unfair and you know everyone has been met with with challenges and and you know traumas and hardships and and just this constant um desire to want to balance everything and 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 keep going. And you know it's it's not without a incredibly supportive organization and, and company, and then obviously an incredibly supportive just you know personal, um, you know family or, or or group that you can really get through those hard times. Yeah, yeah, and you know challenges are there to help us grow, and yeah. they they really teach us every day. Like you said, COVID was a challenge. I learned to have so much more empathy for my staff and just working in an environment that's not conducive to working from home uh, where yeah. they were not used to it. Some were sitting at the kitchen table, some were, you know, we were all coming into yeah. the office like, like you were. And yeah. so it is a big challenge and having the tools in your tool belt to really deal with those challenges are so critical. You cannot just throw your arms up and say, Oh my God, I'm done. You know, <laughs> it doesn't work that way. <laughs> So, I, yeah, I think we learned, too, that the pursuit for a work life balance is just mm. not realistic. <laughs> and it, you know, it, to have a work life balance, of, of course, is wonderful when, when you're in, you know, a marketing technology company, professional services company, you're here for the clients. Um, but certainly during COVID, this this work life balance, you you got to see the the life in the people that you were working closely with, and right. and it certainly level set, you know, the the stage. I, I mm-hmm. so vividly remember joining Zoom calls with 
you know, CEOs of very large organizations and seeing their kids running through the background mm-hmm. or they're jumping up on their laps and just the the ability to find just that we are all human and we are all yeah. going through this together. Um, to your point, it, it was an, in, uh, an incredible amount of just empathy that was mm-hmm. required to to navigate those days and and just the degree of of respect and understanding that I believe we all kind of inherently have for for one another at our organization, having gone through that together. You talk about the most challenging times, like you you remember who you were with through those challenging times, mm-hmm. just the strength and bond that it creates. Um, so so yeah, it, it, those moments are so vivid, and and again, you, we certainly didn't think we were going to escape, and here we are with a, a high degree of learning. So this is a selfish question next, um, and that is more about what is your most favorite place that you've traveled to and why? Because I love to travel and I build my list from everybody else's travels. <laughs> That's why I say it's selfish. But um, so what is your most favorite place that you've traveled to and why? Oh, I I love to travel. My husband always jokes, well, be on a vacation it'll be the last day of the vacation and i'll always already be back on airbnb trying mm-hmm. to find, kind of the, find next the next one that's great <laughs> i love I it say, i would say my favorite place i've traveled to was was probably where my husband and i went on our honeymoon which was mm-hmm. to thailand um for two weeks and we traveled through three different cities in thailand i I have traveled to Europe and you know across the US and I have never felt so far from home. I mean, we are literally on the other side of the world and the culture was beautiful and and just um, overwhelming in terms of, of just how um, much history and beauty is is just over there with you know everything that Bangkok had to offer and we went north to Chiang Mai and we got to see the the elephants and uh, you know we stayed in a, a really fun kind of university village and then traveling down to the islands in south of Thailand that the people are wonderful the food is absolutely incredible um so if, if you have not been you should I have not so I added it to my list definitely it sounds amazing and you know memories are so important and so every time you go on a great trip you create memories that you will have forever and i think that's so important the experience yes it really is and i have to do a better job of printing out pictures and <laughs> and creating those those memories i have to say <laughs> yeah no that's great well shannon this was such a pleasure and an honor to have you on the show i just loved chatting with you I love what you've done with your career. You keep escalating, you keep learning, you keep growing, and I love that. Uh, can you share with our listeners how they can get a hold of you? Absolutely, and thank you so much for for having me sure. on. It was a wonderful conversation. Um, probably the easiest way is through LinkedIn, mm-hmm. and please reach out. And I, I was listening to a previous episode. Um, a woman had said reach out to me, but don't sell me anything. Yeah. <laughs> reach out and connect. I would love to hear from you. I would love um, to, to chat. So yeah, LinkedIn mm-hmm. probably be the best way. Great. Well, thank you so much, Shannon. It was a pleasure and an honor to have you. And hopefully in the future, we can chat again. 
Wonderful. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Tech in the Right Direction. Please take a minute to subscribe or follow so that you never miss an episode. Also, don't forget to like, share, and comment. Thank you. See you next week. From IT skill enhancements to end user adoption training, Directions Training is your resource to help optimize the effectiveness of your technology investments. Over half a million students have taken advantage of our wide selection of technology and business training solutions covering the most popular applications today, such as Microsoft 365, Azure, Windows 10, and more. As a podcast listener, we invite you to take advantage of an exclusive offer. Receive 30 days of free access to our Microsoft official curriculum on-demand courses for IT professionals or end users. Visit us at www.directionstraining.com slash podcast to claim this offer today. Hurry, this offer is only available for a limited time. Success is a journey. Ask for directions.